Okay, this morning's lesson, we're talking about mysteries. Many people like a good mystery, such as, well, how did they build the pyramids? You know, I, I even heard a theory that the, it was concrete and they just poured concrete and that's turned into stone so for some reasons. Okay, so mm, something to think about. Stonehenge, is it really a, an astrological calendar? for the year you know and how old is stonehenge some people say like three thousand years now how did they build that thing um atlantis is was it was atlantis really a real city have they found the lost city of atlantis or a lot of us like a good mystery movie like cop shows are the rage it seems on tv or how about a, a good mystery novel you know there's this something unknown and, and you're trying to figure it out and it, it just challenges you as you go through it. I don't think enough TV shows or movies or books give you enough insight so that you can figure it out. And it would be nice too, right? Understand the mystery. And you don't get it till you get to the end of the book, which is kind of interesting. The Greek word is musterion, which is where we get mystery from. It means mystery or it means secret, something unexplained, unknown, or kept secret. My concordance says it often refers to a misunderstood part of the Old Testament that with Christ's coming is now unveiled. I say is, but I say it's, it's being unveiled via the Holy Spirit. I think there's a lot of mystery in the, in the scriptures and it's just you can't understand everything at once and as you continue to study as Jeff was encouraging there's a lot of stuff that we can unlock right Jesus mentions mysteries um, but he only mentions it in one time you'll find it three times in the gospels but it, you know I'm looking at Matthew chapter 11 but it's it's only he only mentioned it when he was doing the parable of the of the sower and so in Matthew, actually, chapter 13 of Matthew, verse, uh, I had a verse, probably verse 11. Jesus says to the, the guys, because they say, why do you speak in parables? Well, he says, to you, it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them, it has not been granted. If you're a Christian, it's been granted for you to know. And you have to understand the the world is just they can't figure it out the mystery of the scriptures and why christians are so crazy about the scriptures paul talks a lot about the mystery romans 16 25 to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of jesus christ according to the revelation of the mystery which has been kept secret for long ages past. That's all those prophecies they didn't understand concerning Christ. And so the Jews were blind too. But now that Christ has come, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4, 1, let a man regard us in this manner as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Think about it. We are stewards of the mystery of God which I think is empowering 
And it's also quite the responsibility that God has put upon us that sometimes we may not understand. But we need to. Ephesians chapter 3, Paul goes on saying, by revelation, it was made known to me the mystery. As I wrote before in brief, by referring to this, referring to Ephesians, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. That's why we love to study the Old Testament to see the how it points to Christ and how this mystery has all come together in, in being revealed through Jesus. Colossians is really cool in, in explaining this thing called the mystery. In verse 25 of chapter 1, of this church, I was made a minister according to the stewardship from God bestowed on me for your benefit so that I might fully carry out the preaching of the word of God. That is the mystery which has been hidden from ages past and generations, but has now been manifested to his saints, to whom God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ has come, forgiven us of sins. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. And he's brought the entire world together under one roof called the church. And that's the incredible mystery. And through having the Holy Spirit within us, he helps us to understand the depths of the mystery. By blessing us as we go to God and work with him as we collectively come together, where two or more are gathered together, I'm in your presence. Now, here's a really interesting one. We're going to be looking at it on Wednesday nights in a couple of weeks. And that's 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Bit of a lengthy read, but I think it's, it's a heavy read. It's, it's really written to you individually, not just the church. Verse 7 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. When we speak... God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God predestined before the ages to our glory, the wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood. For if they had understood, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it is written, things which the eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man. All that God has prepared for those who love him. For to us, God revealed them through the spirit. For the spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. Who among man knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of man, which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God, no one knows except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God so that we may know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. As you apply yourself, ask God for the wisdom. The spirit is granted to give us the wisdom and insight to understand the scriptures. He doesn't say anything outside of the scriptures. Like all he's got is the word to use. But the word helps to unlock the word. 
And the more you pray to God for greater wisdom to understand the word, the stronger you're going to be in understanding the mystery and learning to share it. In Acts chapter 2, 37, 38, we see, repent, be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins and you shall receive the gift. And too often, we don't talk enough about the gift of the Holy Spirit and what it can do and what it does do in our lives. And I like Acts chapter 8, 30 and 31, and that's, that's just simply uh, Philip going up to the Ethiopian eunuch and he says, can you understand what you're reading and he says how can i unless somebody guides me the bible is not that complicated but the world can't see it because they just they they don't have a big enough picture of it they need a little bit of guidance and then once he was baptized the ethiopian eunuch he he rode off Happy as a lark. Why? Because now he knew he had the spirit and the spirit would help him to understand even more. And that's the exciting thing is there's so much. So many things hidden. I'm, I'm just I, I wish I could just simply quote it be, because I haven't been thinking about this, but I'm going to quickly jump into what Proverbs 25. One of my favorite verses. Well, why don't you have it memorized? I don't know. But Proverbs 25 verse 2 is, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, to keep something secret. It's the glory of God to tuck it in two. But then it's the glory of kings to search out a matter. People love mysteries. Well, God's got so much stuff just tucked into the Bible that, if you really want to prove your love of God, then you start digging and you go, oh, wow, look at this. Oh, wow, look at this. And then when we get together, I found this. I found this. We start sharing. See, and that's, I keep saying that, Acts chapter 2. They went from house to house. Why? Because they were finding stuff in the Old Testament. And he's studying Daniel. He's studying Ezekiel. And they're sharing. And it's incredible because it all points to the Messiah the Christ. And when you understand and see so much of that being, it's just like a flower blossoming in the, in the Old Testament. When you see that, it just gives you so much confidence in what you believe in the scriptures. As brother Jeff would say, it gives you goosebumps, which is very cool. But most people cannot understand the mysteries of God. Why? Well, because they have no faith in god people have faith oh yeah some of the vehicles that you see driving down the highway you wonder wow someone's got a lot of faith to be in the back of that behind that wheel right but they have faith but without faith it is impossible to please god for he who comes to god must believe that he is and he's a rewarder of those who seek him you have to have faith in god but the world doesn't. The world's drifting away from that. Why? Who knows? But he says in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, eternal power, divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse, but they still walk away. They can see that this creation didn't just happen by chance. 
but they'll go down a different avenue instead of exploring the scriptures. And they don't accept 2 Timothy 3.16. The word of God is inspired. It's God breathed. No, it's not the inspired. And so they run away from it. But we, on the other hand, because somebody guided us into the truth, believed and became baptized and received the spirit. And so for us, it's, you know, you look at it and you just go, well, that's a duh. Who doesn't understand that? Well, that's a duh. But for people of the world, I mean, you could be studying with somebody and you go right to Acts chapter 238. How do you become saved? Uh, well, you got to believe in God. Well, what does Acts 238 say? You got to believe in God, you know? They can't see the word baptism. It just eludes them totally. It's, it, it, you know, no faith. And what I think they're really missing is they don't understand the bookends. And I think you have to believe in the bookends. You have to believe in Genesis. In the beginning, six days. You know, how it all began. Why are we here? Why are we here? Well, I think, all, you know, if you look at Cain and Abel. If you believe in evolution, why are we here? But with Cain and Abel, I am my brother's keeper. I should be helping my neighbor to get through this because of revelation. I mean, it's not just the Roman persecution. It's also talking about the judgment. There is coming a judgment day. We will all stand in at the judgment day. But you see, the world doesn't accept Genesis. They go billions of years and they don't accept revelation. There is no life after death. And this is Paul which I find really interesting, is it in Acts chapter 17, is it, did Luke just whittle it down? Or is Paul just a brilliant speaker? I mean, his sermon, 1722, men of Athens, I observe that you are very religious in all respects. And I think when you meet people, you need to understand that a lot of people are religious. Not in the right way, but they are religious. For while I was passing and examining the objects of worship, I also found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. Therefore, what you worship in ignorance, I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and all things in it, since he is the Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. I mean, 24 is an incredible statement. You know, the God that you don't know, he's the one that made the entire world there's there's genesis you got to accept that if you're going to come to god you must believe that he is he's made it all so therefore if god's the great creator then all your little gods are your own creation nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all people life breath and all things well there's the providence of god that jeff was talking about God takes care. And even in Matthew, someplace in chapter six, is it? God reigns. He pours out the rain on the good and the wicked. 
Yeah. And he made, now here's, here's Adam. He made from one man, every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times, the boundaries of their habitation. So there's Adam and Eve. There's the Tower of Babel, which is where all world religions, ancient world religions come from. There's all the languages of this world. And there's the boundaries, because when people scattered, what was creating the boundaries was the natural geographical boundaries, but more importantly, was the language. So people isolated from other people because they couldn't understand them, right? But most people, there's no answer. There's a great mystery. There's no answer to where do languages come from? If we all fell out of the one tree, we should all speak the same language. Mm, we don't. And we know that, right? So where do languages come from? Why are people all over the world? Why is there different races? Like, why is there all this difference? And, and they don't have much of an explanation, but God, and it helps me to understand where I came from and give me purpose in life. That they would seek God, verse 27, if perhaps they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. After the, the scattering at the Tower of Babel, they all knew how to have a relationship with God. They did. But over time, they started to drift away. So therefore, he had to create the Jews to bring his son into the world. For in him, in God, we live, move, exist, as even some of your own po poets have said, for we also are his children. Being then the children of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold, silver, or stone, an image formed by the art and thought of man. No, God is living and breathing and active in this world today. God is very much alive in your heart. But do we recognize it? You can have all this wealth but if you don't do anything with it god's trying to help guide direct us but if you don't listen because i think i'm going to see him when i die and don't understand i have eternal life right now and i have the god of the universe trying to help me to be all that i can be to help him establish his kingdom in my little corner of the world. Therefore, having overlooked the times of ignorance, God is now declaring to all men everywhere should repent because he has fixed a day. That is, That day is an absolute in our heart in which he will judge the world in righteousness through a man whom he has appointed, having furnished proof to all men by raising him from the dead. Whoa, there's your bookends. Here's creation. Here's the judgment. And right in the middle, right in the middle, this is the most important event of all. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's the one to put your faith and trust in. He's the one that's going to get you to that next level of eternity in his father's presence. He's the one that died for the forgiveness of our sins. When you un see, you got to understand the beginning, like, Genesis and, and, and the revelation. Now I've got purpose in life. Now I know why I'm here, why the world is here. And now I understand why. Here's that great mystery. And all people, 
have been brought together in his blood. And when they heard of the resurrection from the dead, some began to sneer and said, we shall hear you again concerning this, right? Some are walking away. Some say, oh, maybe, maybe, you know, didn't say that they totally accepted Genesis. Well, you know, he's just telling them. And they certainly didn't accept life after death, because if you accept life after death, you accept the fact that there are consequences to your actions. And people in this world do not want to hear that. Today, our intellectuals have robbed the world of their ability to find God. Evolution is to them a fact. Eight billion years ago, the Big Bang. Everything has been evolving since. Through trial and error, God has finally brought the world into some sort of perfection. No, there is no God. So we've just evolved. Therefore, if you believe in evolution, you have no purpose. You have no beginning. You, you have no life after death. You have no hope. And that's in our school system for the younger generation. No hope. Like, what? think about it. You're not going to get the money to be able to have everything that you see on TV. You've got nothing. There is no life after death. Wow. And now you got this COVID, which is wiping us all out, this generation because of all this massive unemployment. It was interesting what came to me when uh, it sort of jumped out at me because um, Awa was saying COVID is ravaging. But it really isn't COVID that's ravaging. It's the fear of death. That's what's ravaging. Jesus came to take away the fear of death. We need to get back to. We've got that. But when you start talking to your neighbors, oh, it's just amazing how full of fear. Can you imagine? Just, ah, I'm afraid of what? Of dying. I'm not ready. Well, then if you're not, Your lousy 80 years of life have absolutely no value, no meaning, no reward. And the world today is what we see in Romans chapter 1. God gives them over to what? A depraved mind. And we say, how can the world think like this? Because they don't accept the two bookends, the beginning and the end. Therefore, the cross makes absolutely no sense. But the cross was created so that God can touch the hearts of all mankind with one action. It's just, it's brilliant. You can't come up with anything better that touches the entire world. So we, with faith in God, we believe he exists. He created the world. It's only 10,000 years old. It really is. So, so, so that gives me lots of hope. It's not the billions of years. Like, give me a break. There is a judgment day when all men will be held accountable for their deeds. And I'm not sure if it's in the, in the King James, but I just love that statement, a day of reckoning, you know? I was just thinking, man, I got to get that word in, in, you know, next time I play Scrabble, I got to have that word reckon, like it's just so cool. And there is one of two destinies, we believe, where a person will spend eternity, new earth or new Gehenna. That's where they're headed to. We need to do a sermon on Gehenna. 
But to save all of mankind, God sent his son to pay the price for our sins. And all who believe and respond by obeying the gospel shall be saved. Mark chapter 16, 16. He who believes and has been baptized shall be saved. He who doesn't believe. Need I say more? How blessed are we who believe and obey God's word and fully trust in our Lord and Savior, Jesus, the anointed. We know, now catch this, we know the mystery that was kept secret from all before Christ, but now has been revealed to us by the coming of Christ and wisdom coming from God through the working of the Holy Spirit within us. The world will never know this mystery that we've been blessed to have unless you take the time and guide them. That's our challenge this morning.